I guess we can start it off. I uh, I was doing some research into the Urantia book, or if that's how oh. you pronounce it, because I yeah. saw that was in the background of one of your videos, and I was like, "What is that?" And I was just started off with a banger. Yeah, <laughs> so I was I was reading <laughs> I, I was reading just a little bit about it, and I'm like, "Wow, this is extremely interesting." I don't know why I've never explored any of this book whatsoever. So I figured uh, if we could start it off, if you can kind of explain it a little bit, and like what the the background of it like where it comes from and uh yeah what you know about it because the little bit that i've read about it i'm like i resonate with it there's a lot that it hits me i'm like damn that means something way to start it off gary geez <laughs> out the park man is would that go too fast to the wall should i, should <laughs> no. I ease into it a little no, bit? no 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 it's perfect perfect it couldn't have been brought better um <laughs> I'm honest, dude i love the subject love all these subjects so before we start the conversation, I want to say Derek Baker, creator and founder of the Legacy FHP. Um, everything I'm about to say, do not take seriously. Take it with a grain of salt. I don't even believe what I'm saying. Um, disclaimer. Yeah. <laughs> everything that's about to come out of my mouth, do not judge me based off of it. It's just these are all theories that I ran into in my life. Okay. Yeah, we're just Random having some fun. We're having some fun. Different ideas, picking yeah. each other's brain, you know. Exactly. So you're in the book. Yeah. Well, as you know, there are many, the truth exists in many different types of books, you know, different types of religions, different types of people, different types of traditions, cultures have the truth, you know, and, uh, the Bible is one of them. Let me take these things off. It's annoying. <laughs> the lights like get in my eyes. Um, um, but uh, yeah, so different types of books contain the truth. Okay. I like to, uh, I like to compile the truth from different cultures and religions to understand, to get a full understanding of the truth. And I believe that in order to get the conscious perspective, the right perspective of the universe, you need to uh, get every culture and religion and traditions viewpoint and compile them. So you get the correct picture, you know, mm -hmm. um, one book's the Bible, one book's, you know, the Mahabharata, the Bhagavad Gita, the, you know, all those different types of books that contain the truth. Um, the Torah, the Urantia book is one of them. Okay. Um, one of my personal favorites, I'm a, I'm well studied in, in, in it. I know, I know the papers like the back of my hand, dude. <laughs> um, I've probably read the book about close to about 30 times. Um, from, from yeah, from front to back. Uh, I can see, like I said, truth exists in many different forms. I and mean, for some reason, those, that stack of papers has a fat amount of it. And, uh, so it pretty much explains, uh, the nature of the universe, like the setup of the universe, uh, the planetary history, the lost history, um, what you are, what you're supposed to be. And... The last section goes into depth about a specific angel of a very high status who incarnated here physically under the title of Jesus Christ. I know him. Yeah, I think a couple people know that guy. I think, you know, I think he started a religion. I think so. <laughs> yeah. So it's a, it's, it's, it's pretty dope. Like from like, it's really hard to say anything is the truth. I mean, unless you were actually there to experience it, you know? Or if someone else was experiencing it and they come to tell you, it's like, I can think of China all I want. And if I can never go to China, the best way for me to get a viewpoint of China is if a Chinese person came to me and told me how it went down over there, you know? Yeah. Um, 
it's the same thing with the universe and our planetary history. People have to realize that we're not the only beings in the universe. I mean, it's kind of weird. The government even like released videos and everybody's like, yeah, okay, whatever. Uh, yeah, nobody cares. <laughs> yeah, nobody cares. <laughs> like the government's like, oh, there's, there's, you know, there's, there's other beings here. This yeah. is a fact. Um, the, damn, I kind of lost my train of thought for a second. Other beings, the origination, where we came from. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. There you go. Point of view. Point of view. Like, okay, like, a, like a Chinese person coming to tell me about China. I've never, I've never, I never went to China. You know, um, people have to realize that we're not the only beings on planet Earth. There are some people call them light beings, whole light beings. Some people call them angels. They are the angels from our Bible. Um, they have actually been on our planet since before humankind. They were actually responsible for planting the single cell organism in the oceans of our planet. They kickstarted evolution. Panspermia is a loose uh, concept that you can play with in your mind, but you know that theory of panspermia? Uh, I've heard of it, but refresh my memory for me and anybody listening. Like uh, like when a meteor flies throughout the cosmos and it's containing biological life, single cell oh, organism, yeah. and it hits a planet and seeds the planet for mm-hmm. evolution. Okay, that's a, that's a loose concept I'm talking about. I'm saying that these beings are responsible for panspermia or they actually brought the single cell life plasma into our ocean. So they actually have been watching us ever since we were a single cell organism. They consider us like their children, you know? They're like our, our cosmic like, like our older brothers, our guard exactly. It's not like they're like there are some negative ETs, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> but for the most part they are the, the the benevolent ones, the ones that for some reason look like us. Um they they love us. They want to see us progress and hit our potential for other so reasons. They look like it. us. Certain types of them. There is a there. There is infinite types of universe creatures, and let's say the type that is bipedal hominid is the newest thing on the block, and all eyes in the universe are wondering what we're going to do with what we got. Okay. But we're not even close to being perfect yet. So. We'll see what happens. Okay. <laughs> but um, so, yeah, it, it, so the, the creators of the Urantia book, the viewpoint, how, like, how can you know the planetary history, the lost, like, yeah, that's pretty arrogant to say that. Well, you know, it's not. The history is true. It exists whether I am saying it or not. But the cool thing is we've had angels on our planet ever since the single soul organism. Watching literally the single soul organism evolve up to humankind. Mm-hmm. They were overwatching us. Um. So they were there every instant, every huge event history from prehistory to up till now, they were there. They watch it go down like it's a little game, you know? Like right now? I hear right now. Hey, sh- don't worry. We'll go into that later. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, we got a lot to talk about. Yeah. Um, girl watching us. <laughs> <laughs> ah! I'm blowing them up right now. I'm blowing up. They're like, shh, don't, don't talk about us. Um, no. Okay. <laughs> what I'm saying is, so yeah, so they've been here and they knew how the planetary history went down. So they're the only people that are qualified to write the events. Um, they're the only people like qualified to uh, record these events over history because they were there. Yeah. So, and um, I guess to give a little background of it, because I've been like, I've been reading it for 15 years. I'm 30 years old. I found it when I was 14. Oh. Um, yeah, it was weird. It was weird. How I found it real weird. <laughs> um, but okay. So 
one of these angelic beings or a group of these, actually a commission of angelic beings, were supposedly given permission to make contact in 1922 or 1925. Um, to a, This is like, that's like right after World War One, dude. This is pre-World War II. Think about that. Mm. To an American psychologist, one of the leading ones in like America at the time. Somebody came to him with a weird, a weird case. A lady said, uh, Hey, my, my husband's talking in his sleep and it's really weird. And he's like answering questions. And the, the psychologist like, okay, yeah, whatever. Sleepwalkers. I've seen everybody. He walks up to this dude and he's like, Yo, this is it. what is this? And the dude is just knocked out. And like any question the psychologist would ask, he'd get answers back from the sleeping subject. Wow. Um, yeah. So it's pretty much channeling in his sleep. It's a very controversial subject. Hmm. <laughs> I do not align myself with channelers. Keep that clear. <laughs> it seems like this that's what was happening, though. Was the act? Yeah, this is this is different. This is this is an actual, a real, legit, bona fide celestial intelligence making contact under a certain universal commission to give us information about our past history. That's true. It's a little bit different than channeling the Archangel Michael. He says love, light. You are good yeah. just the way you are. You know, it's a little bit different. Yeah, but um. Um, so that happened, I guess he didn't believe it. He thought it was a bunch of bulls. So he called all of his colleagues cause he was a well-known psychologist and he created the forum and it was like 32 or 32, my well-established, um, thinking minds. You know, one of them was a famous Arctic Antarctic explorer. I forget his last name. Everyone's going to kill me when I hear this, but yeah, the famous, famous dude who, uh, circled the arctic circle he's part of this he was part of the original forum read, read his journals and he talks about it too it's an, it's crazy dude um 1920s he gets psychologists doctors a bunch of different people to start asking this guy questions and then they start like testing it to see like there's no way and like it's the, the guy's pretty much saying like yeah um it's not the sleeping subject we're a certain type of angelic being specifically called like midwares and seraphim I don't know if you ever heard of these terms before. And um, they pretty much just gave us all the lost information. And that's what it is. And it's, it's pretty cool. It's pretty gnarly. Why do you think they picked that guy? Like, what was special about him? I don't know. I don't fucking know. <laughs> There's <laughs> nothing about that in the book and why they picked that guy? Um, I mean, it's not important. Well, I was just curious. Yeah, the only hints are is that he was because he was a well-established psychologist who would be able to understand kind of what was going on. Mm -hmm. That's like the only hint you can get. get the guy's name is Bill Sadler, William Sadler. Mm -hmm. yeah, if that happened to me, I'd be like, "Why me?" You know, right? Exactly. Why me? Huh? Do you know? Was he conscious during this? The sleeping subject was not conscious. Oh, that's see, that's interesting too. So it's almost like they just used him as a vessel to. Yes, exactly. Yes. Yeah, that's really interesting. And then they would, uh, yeah, that's when the papers are very precise. They even get their exact numbers, dates, crap like that, stuff yeah. like that. That's pretty that's interesting. insane. So this guy was sleeping, just giving the truth out to the world. Like, that's just like, and it's not yeah. just truth as in like, he's just telling stories, like Dr. Seuss stories that like, he's actually like saying nah, some like really deep. Makes your hair stand up. Yeah. Like there yeah. was one quote, I'm, I'm, I'm literally on the Wikipedia page. I was reading this beforehand just to get a little glimpse of it before we talk. One of them was, uh. 
And I know the Wikipedia page doesn't do it justice. I have to actually. Uh, the internet don't do it justice. <laughs> this is, yeah, exactly. I really got to get into it, but it's just like just reading the little bit. The, 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 to follow Jesus, right? This is great. On the uh, on the eve of Easter. I think we can, uh, great talk. Oh, to get into. <laughs> Even though we'll probably drop this a little bit later, but this was recorded on the eve of, uh, you know. Of eve of Easter, yeah. Eve exactly. of Easter. So, Memory of Easter. Happy Easter, everybody. <laughs> so the, the, to follow Jesus means to personally share his religious faith and to enter into the spirit of the master's life of unselfish, unselfish service for man. One of the yeah. most important things in human living is to find out what Jesus believed, to discover his ideals, and to strive for the achievement of his exalted life purpose. Of all human knowledge, that which is the greatest value is to know the religious life of Jesus and how he lived it. So what I get from that is like, when people say follow Jesus, it's not like follow him, bow down to him, you know, like following on Instagram. It doesn't mean like <laughs> follow him as an icon. It's more like you follow in his footsteps. Like you become... <laughs> like Jesus. And that's what I see as, you know, getting on the topic of like Easter and the reincarnation. It's that, that I, that's what I see as like, the, like the, the Christ is within you. It's like, it doesn't mean that like he's actually within you. It means that it's the spirit of him is in you to live in his honor. So that yeah. hit me really hard when, when I read that. I was like, damn, that makes so much sense. Yeah, dude, it's crazy. Bro. And it's crazy how they mix that like, they mix the the um, certain aspects of the Bible in in other. Uh, they're the same people that are the angels of our Bible. Who's who's the same people? Oh, the oh, angels. the angels in this. Yeah, yeah. Who wrote the Grinch book? That makes sense. Yeah, it's crazy to me, man. And then how they said that um, Earth is just a, it's a very short but intense schooling for us yeah. to, and then when we die, we, then we start really living. And I'm just like, whoa. I think that's so far out because I've had these thoughts before. Like right. I've had these beliefs and feelings from my intuition. And then I read these things from this book and I'm like, oh, okay, well, well where'd this come from? Well, it came from some guy that was, I guess, unconscious and just spewing out these truths. So just reading those few sentences, like I, it makes me really, really interested to get into this. And I'm glad I'm talking to you about it. Dude. Oh man, dude, this is messed up. Isn't it weird how like you know synchronicity like things line up like that? Right? Yeah, I could talk about yeah. that for days, but let's hit let's hit, like I got a lot to say about that. But <laughs> we got to talk about what you're talking about because Jesus Christ, it is Easter. <laughs> yeah, Easter. right. It's meant to be. Um, it's about to be Easter. Yeah. Um, okay. It's funny actually. I just I just made a, my next video is coming out Monday. It's got a, it, I just made it a couple of days ago. Yeah. Um, it's about exactly this topic. God reincarnation. God and religion, Jesus versus religion. Okay. The 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 answer goes just like really deep. Like they, you can tell the angels really want to put make this point made. If they say there are two different things, there is the religion of Jesus and the religion about Jesus. Okay, Ooh, that's good. I like that. Get that? Um, the religion of Jesus came here. Like the religion about Jesus is Christianity. Everybody knows. It's about Jesus. He died, rose, he loves you. He died for your sins. And that's like, that's all the people care. That's all they care about. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus loves you. Jesus died for your sins. He, he, he rose again. Yeah. I mean, those are truths there. Yeah. But that's the religion of Jesus. 
Um, the answer book like draws a really fine line and it says, Jesus didn't come to die on a cross. A, we did that. If we, we could have chosen not to put him to a cross and he would have kept teaching and the angelic ministry would have gotten ushered in and our plan would have been forever changed. We nailed him to a cross. And I guess when we nailed him to a cross, the entire universe was at a standstill and they couldn't believe what was happening. Mm. How these barbaric humans killed the the president of the universe. <laughs> <laughs> um, B, he came here to upstep humanity, mentally, physically, and spiritually. If you remember, when he was in front of the Sanhedrin, the Jewish council, the Pharisees and the Sadducees, the judges and the priests of the Jewish, the, of the entire Hebrew faith, like the leaders of the Hebrew faith. Yeah. The most, the hottest religion of the time was Judaism, okay? Mm -hmm. Just like today, it's Christianity. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So the hottest religion of the time, the president of the universe incarnated as a Jew, okay? Um, the Sadducees and the Pharisees, they... They asked him about the Ten Commandments, and he said, there are no Ten Commandments, only two commandments. Love God with all your heart, strength, soul, and mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. Okay? That's great. In modern phraseology, it's, you know, hit your potential mentally, physically, and spiritually. Seek God mentally, physically, and spiritually. Seek God consciousness in all aspects of the self, you know? And help your brother do the same. That's the first two lines of the creed of the legacy. You know, I pledge to be the best person I can be. I pledge to help others do the same. Period. That's the same message. I'm pushing that same message. Um, that is what he came here to do, to help you become perfect, to help you become the, the potential mentally, physically, and spiritually. Like, I hate when people paint Jesus like this soft little weak Jesus. He was a carpenter, stonemason, boat builder. You know, he was, uh, the ancient book specifically says he was the archetypal prime physical specimen so you can imagine what he looked like mm. um that is his message that's the religion of jesus you know to yeah. hit peak experience using yourself as a vessel to create the higher reality to create a higher dimension to create a better planet he called it the kingdom of heaven because that last time back in the day they didn't have the term government they used the term kingdom Back in the day, they didn't have the term universe, they used the term heaven. Kingdom of heaven is universal government, okay? Mm -hmm. um, he came here to get us to pretty much understand that we have unlimited potential, that our image is divine, and we have a divine inheritance, and that when we die, we're going to wake back up, and we're just going to keep progressing until we actually get to the source, the Father itself. The source of all creation the start of the big bang where all matter and energy comes from this is the source i don't care what you call it i'm yeah. going to say god the father you will over many lives many different planets many different stars you will ascend to the universe i guess it's a big training regime so that you'll be dope you'll be able to you'll be able to function as any other type of universal personality that currently exists because our 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 type has the ability to literally function in any other type of position in the universe of personality. So whatever an angel can do, we can do. Um, Jesus told you, like he he came here to get that started. That is very different than the religion about Jesus, which is going to church once a week, yeah, getting money into a basket, and then saying we're good, God. 
you know? Yeah. And keep going. Like, that's very different, you know? And that's what it is. It's crazy, right? How did it get so convoluted over the years, you know? Because like, what do you think happened? Did people, the human beings, the human nature kind of just take advantage of the teachings and use it as a source of control? Yeah, there's like a, there's a multiple different aspects. Um, I'm just going to speak personally. One, one thing is that for some reason, somebody thought I was smart. Remember, Jesus fought the Jews, right? Jesus literally like, like just went up to the freaking leaders and just called them out. Like, you guys are teaching bullshit. <laughs> you guys are teaching rituals and you're making people, you're, 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 you're adding weight to people, to my children and making their lives terrible under a false pretense of God. You know, how dare you do that? For some reason, somebody thought it was smart to take the book, the Torah, the Old Testament, not hating on anything, but to take that, the, 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 the book he was, not the book he was fighting, but the people who ran the book he was fighting, and then they glued that to his teachings, you know? Mm. So now people go around, they think the Bible is literally the Word of God. They preach Old Testament over Jesus' word for some weird reason. When Jesus said, like, the old is washed away, you know, straight up. It's been it's been confused because been because it's been it's been confused with the Old Testament, Jesus' teachings. So that's that's one big problem. B is people are gonna hate me for saying this. The guy named Paul. Everybody everybody thinks loves Paul. They even call him an apostle. Mm-hmm. He never met Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Paul wasn't one of the twelve. Oh. Okay, but he was responsible for starting. The Christian church. So after Jesus died, he met the apostles and he was a huge instrument in creating the initial Christian church, which was had an initial base of pagan followers. It pretty much converted Mithraic followers, followers of uh, Zoroaster, the Persian fire cult. They converted, that's why, you know, December 25th is the birthday of Mithra. They, they, they made compromises. Paul was Paul was making compromises. He didn't really know Jesus face to face, so we didn't know the teachings of Jesus like the apostles did. But he really felt what the apostles were saying, and he was actually responsible for writing letters to different churches. And those are the letters that we have and we put onto the end of Jesus' teachings. But remember, they all start with a letter of Paul to the Church of the Corinthians, a letter of Paul to the Church of whatever. And for some reason, people started following Paul as if he was Jesus. So now you talk to a lot of Christians, and they'll quote, they'll quote out of the book of Romans, Hebrews, you know, Acts, all, and these are all Paul, you know? Mm. But if you only read Jesus, Jesus is talking about a whole different type of thing. Yeah, I've noticed that. I noticed that. I'm just like, I feel like it's just, they're just missing the point, like just making it way more complicated than it needs to be. So like, like you said, there's two rules. You love others and you love God. It's that simple. It's just love. Right. I mean, Straight up, exactly. Yeah, that's pretty awesome, man. Yeah, it was gnarly. It's a, it, when I first read that, I was blown away. I was like, whoa, oh man, starting to make sense. Yeah, I think one interesting topic is that uh, Earth is a school. Because, you know, people I, people think, uh, and I think I'm guilty of this as well. I'm, I'm speaking from experience that, you know, there's nothing going on here. This is just a random assortment of atoms, and we just so happen to be existing. And this is there's no reason for this, just straight nihilism, which is like I get it, I understand because I was there at one point. Now I have I have a different viewpoint on life, and I find I'm you know I'm, at least I'm I'm attempting to find the purpose of what what this incarnation is, 
And it, it resonates so much with me that this is a school that we're learning something and that aligns with the whole law of karma too. And, and uh, the, you know, with yoga and that we're, we're, all, we're here to, to grow, like you said, be the best version of yourself mentally, mm -hmm. physically, spiritually, but we're here not just to hang out and just have fun. <laughs> I mean, we are material items like a squirrel. Yeah, like there's, it's way deeper than that, and yeah. I think that I resonate so much with that. Like, yeah, we're here to grow into these crazy uh, beings that we can't even really comprehend with the logical mind, Not and and better. this is just the beginning. Like, there's no end. We don't actually die. We just metamorphosize into something greater, and this is just a very short, very intense mm -hmm. training ground for. And it all revolves around love somehow, you know? <laughs> and then I resonate so much with that. And I feel like it's such a simple idea to internalize that, that whole concept. Like, it's just not, it's not that complicated to understand that. Yeah, you're here, like you, like you say, you're here to be the best version of yourself. And then through that process, you're here to make other people the best versions of themselves. It's that yeah, simple. Yeah, you got to love. Like, that's how you do it. Like, I... I can, like, dude, what higher love is there than to want your fellow human being to experience the highest reality? Come on, man. No, that's it. That's, that's, the, it. that's the answer. <laughs> <laughs> right? If we all felt like that, woo, it'd be dope. Yeah. What do you think is blocking us from getting to that? The government. <laughs> <laughs> the damn Political demand. I mean, honestly, uh, yeah, I know that sounds cliche and a little bit like, oh, hey, it's go to hippies. Like, and it's stupid, yeah. I mean, I think it's dumb. What? It's a stupid concept. Yeah, like I like the, the oldest tactic in like all the wartime books they teach you at the military college is divide and conquer. The Romans used to do it. The people are divided. They don't fight us. They fight themselves. Yeah. And like it's been around thousands of years. People are still going to like fall into this trap. Yeah. Come on, man. Come on. <laughs> it's just we're conditioned from a young age. That's the thing. We are literally we're into we we are born into this system that tells us how the world is. It's a certain kind of way, and this is how you have to live your life and get money, and that's all that matters. And you know the list goes on. And, but it's it's because from a young age when we were a kid, we're so malleable, and we were just you know obviously. And if, and if your parents tell you certain ideas, or you know your teachers, or anybody that you hold in high regard, and your guardians tell you these certain ideas, it's hard to question that. Because that means that, um, you know, the, it's it's hard to admit that you, your people around you are living a lie or, you know, the world is living a lie. That's like a hard thing to really swallow. But it, it's needed because, honestly, the world is kind of living a lie. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's unfortunate. It's it's tough. It, but it's it's kind of needed because, like, once you come to, like, and talk about things that like me and you talked about, like, that's the truth. Like, that's the, the real juice of why we're here, man. For you know, real, like dude. all the other shits, just like that's just noise. That's just play things. That's just <laughs> that's just stuff that we have to work around in order to get to the truth of hey. love and yeah. of of bettering ourselves. Exactly. So, so I understand why the world is like that. I like I get it because we we're just so lost. I just I just it just confuses me how we got to this point. Like how do we get so just like so far from so misaligned so unaligned with the way from from following jesus's footsteps you know from following his path it's just it, it boggles my mind but i think there is we are currently living in the second coming 
And the second coming isn't literally him coming down and saying, what's up, everybody? It's the second coming within all of us. And exactly. that sounds like some crazy ass. Like, that sounds crazy to anyone that has no idea. But, like, we, I fully believe in my heart that we're living, just the fact that me and you are having this kind of conversation, and I have had conversations with people all over the world around the same topics, that's the second coming. It's, 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 it's the, the being able to express those ideas internally myself and then being able to express it with you. That's the second coming of Jesus Christ. In my opinion, I don't know. What do you think? Dude, you're hitting them. You're hitting at the part, man. You got me thinking about two different things. I'm mean, thinking about second coming. Oh, damn. Yeah, I think about that all the time. And but but you you said something. You said something about uh, the earth as a training school. Uh, yeah. I think that's that's that I resonate with that hardcore. I call it a, a planetary training sphere. It's like an obstacle course. It's just like a school, a class, you know. And that we graduate at death, you know. Mm. Um. According to my studies, <laughs> um, after you die, you're going to wake up, but you wake up right where you left off. Okay. So based on how much of, how much of your personality potentially hit down here, that is like, that's an energy signature oh, within okay. your consciousness. And yeah. that dictates where you repersonalize. That's so the universe, where you wake up. Exactly. It pulls you to based off where you are. That's I reincarnation. Guess. That's karma. That's, yeah, ex straight up. Exactly. Another deal. Um, it's specifically states, Jesus talks about it, the mansion world. My father's house is, has many mansions. Um, says there's set, there's right after this one, there's like a, a spectrum, a seven dimension spectrum that you can go to, which pretty much there's seven different places you can get zapped to upon death. Mm. The lowest level being one for, for people who are, have, have not really generated any spiritual thinking. They're more, uh, animalistic, I guess you would say. Yeah. If you were to, it's a, the Aaron's book even says that if you were to wake up there, you wouldn't be able to tell the difference between our reality and you just, and their plan and where you woke up. The nature looks exactly the same, looks physical, but you really are in the next dimension. Mm. Um, and then you have to pick up there and you have to keep learning all the lessons until you graduate to the next, boom, boom. But you can learn all that while down on our planet so that you can just zap yourself up to the seventh dimension, mm. if that makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. It's very far out, but it makes sense. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so based on how much you, it's always a twofold thing. And based on how much you hit your personality potential and how much you build the kingdom or establish the celestial government, you know, establish uh, an infrastructure that helps everybody progress. You know what I'm saying? The kingdom of heaven that Jesus talked about. Mm -hmm. I guess. Uh, now, number two, perfect, perfect segue. You're like, why, why did, how do we get to this point? Why are we like this? So there, let's call it the divine plan of upstepping. Okay. So on, okay, I have to explain something. Okay. On a normal planet throughout the universe, another planet of mortals, we're one of billions of planets that contain mortal creatures. Um, Another planet of mortals that evolved from a single cell. Evolution is the way the universe, God, and the angels create beings. Evolution is divine. It follows a pattern. Evolution, I hate people use evolution to deny God. It's stupid. No. 
anything the like the uh, the universe generating something that evolves from a single cell up to a man is divine. Yeah, uh, nothing. You know <laughs> what the hell are you talking about? Um, so that's how they produce beings on a normal planet. There is actually like a divine plan, like a like a very organized um, system. One the single cell hits the man form it signal the angels it's signal to the angels that we are ready for um upstepping and that's when they send an angel down to meet us face to face and to uh actually mate with us to upstep us biologically mm. because they have the higher genome upstep us mentally and teach us science art and religion um the sumerians recorded this on a wall and stone. Isn't that the Anunnaki? Yeah, that's what they called them. Oh, so, man. yeah, exactly. So, that's what they call them. So, they landed. Um, now, I must pause right here to say that that's on a normal planet. Everything goes well. The, the, everybody starts learning. They understand. They they may, they start listening. There's no bullshit. We, like, it's just like, okay, it's like cake. We got angels in front of us teaching us how it is, right? Um, for some weird reason, have you heard of the war in heaven? The war so, in heaven, no. So it's in the Bible, like people talk about it all the time. The war in heaven. Um, okay, so <laughs> I get it. so picture like the United States. You know, there's 50 states, and we all are under the, we're different like sectors that have like mayors and governors, and there's a president that governs all 50, right? Um, the president would be like Jesus Christ. That's who he is. And then there's un, there's like mayors and governors under him that govern different sectors of the universe. The name of the angel that governed our sector was Lucifer. Um, he decided that he wanted to uh, go away from that plan of he wanted to take over the sector of the universe and run it his own way, not according to that plan. So he actually the per the, the 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 name of the angel that actually landed on our planet. It was two, I'll give you two: Satan, Caligastia. They were under Lucifer. Lucifer didn't incarnate on our planet, but his second and third in command did. Oh. These were the Anunnaki the Sumerians talk about. Oh shit. They were originally going to follow the divine plan, but Lucifer started getting in his ear saying, no, 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 let's not do that plan anymore. I got a different plan. I had a different plan. Um, his plan, it was, I'll explain his plan later, but it had to do with not letting angels keep landing on our planet. So 500,000 years later, Adam and Eve landed. Adam and Eve landed at like as a rescue attempt, as a rescue mission. They failed also. So from the time man appears naturally, we should have had angelic administration on our planet, but we haven't. So we're like the back with rednecks running around is crazy. It, it, the weird thing is the ranch book also states and my other studies also state that we're the first of our kind in the entire universe, all eyes are on us. And we're a special, very resilient, the most resilient type of being to ever get created because we've had it the hardest. Oh. Yeah. So that's, nuts, huh? uh, that's why everything. there's all these billions of beings and they're all watching humans. When we think that we're just like this minuscule 
Yeah, just like a it was like an animal that got too smart for its own good. That's powerful. So, um, Lucifer took over for a while. That's the only reason why the president incarnated on our little backwoods planet because we're one of trillions. But that's why everybody's staring at our planet because the president of the universe decided to incarnate. So everybody's like, "What? That never that never doesn't happen. This is the only time he'd ever done it." So he chose our planet. And that was very special. And then we nailed him to a cross. Um, <laughs> because of this, the Urantra paper, the people who gave us the Urantra book, the Urantra paper specifically state that because the Angelic Administrator has, has defaulted numerous times every time they land, um, the Urantra paper was green-lighted. That's why we got the papers. Because I guess on a normal planet, that information is like elementary. Mm. Wow. But, yeah, so that's, that's like filling in the gaps because we haven't had divine ministry on our planet. Yeah, so it's like, that makes sense. So the 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 actual people that they sent, the messengers, didn't work. They're like, all right, the humans are rejecting them. It's not going to work. Mm -hmm. Let's send it in a different form. Yeah, we have to. That's the only way. And the different form is through your ancient book or other holy books or just other people that get the download in a way, I guess you could say. Yeah, exactly. Your ancient book, other holy books. Um, the ancient book states that the truth is dynamic, so it can exist in many sources. But you're right. Direct revelation. Yeah, that's pretty gnarly that we got it. Yeah. And that's how I that's kind of gets back to the whole second coming thing. It's like it's it seems to be it's rather than like, all right, let's send one guy to spread the truth. All right, that doesn't work. It's like, all right. We'll put the truth out there in many different names for all everybody else's varying billions of different situations all over the planet. And um, people can come to that second coming in that within themselves. Like it's a direct thing that everybody has to come to within themselves because there's something in our experience where if somebody tells us the truth, like if I was to walk up to somebody and tell them these things and they didn't have that kind of resonation in their mm -hmm. heart, it wouldn't make any sense. So that's kind of what happened with Jesus. Nobody really believed him. But exactly. it seems like it, the second coming is like you have to actually internalize that yourself. So that's what it seems like to me. It's like these, you know, if there is this this, this governance, they, they realize like, uh, okay, it's not going to work. We need a new game plan. And then the new game mm -hmm. plan is the second coming. And the second coming is is that direct realization of it, of the truth, quote unquote, within ourselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Direct. and like the, the, there are specific rules that they make sure set over and over again. Like they can only follow that incarnation. They can't just like like descend like against the divine rules. They're really not allowed to upstep humanity unless it's like pertaining to a certain set of ways and over a certain set of time. So yeah, it sucks that we, they tried, but they, it's not like like they have the ability to, but they can't. You know, there's it's an entire administration hierarchy. Hmm. So, um, Lucifer's plan worked out. We killed him. We killed him. We, 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 we cut him off, but yeah, we got the book. It's, it is gnarly. Yeah. It's just, it's, yeah, you're right. And it's gnarly for people to process. Yeah. It's, um, Lucifer's plan worked real good to get us disconnected with what we really are. Makes sense. It's perfect. You know? And that's another but, thing in the book I read on, on Wikipedia. I didn't read in the book was that it said that the, the truth is not able to be known rationally. Or something like that or it's not able to be like taken in like by like like information it's something that you just come to like it's just something that you just it's like almost yeah. like an intuition type of thing 
yeah, it's a, it's a spiritual experience. It's a personal experience because there are things like I can't, I've never been to the center of the universe. I've never talked, been to the dimensions I've been to, you know, like it's almost lunacy. It's almost insanity to say that, to try to say that there's something up there that you cannot see, you know? Yeah. But the catch 22 is there is something up there, you know, there is. So you must, there is a truth behind the universe. You know, if you can, that's like, that's like me telling you there's like a, you know, like a silver Ferrari in the middle of the woods that I can't see. I'm trying to prove to you that there's like, no, that's bullshit, man. I ain't, I ain't over there. Mm-hmm. But like, if I, if for some, some crazy reason you can actually figure out that there is something over there, that's the truth. You know, it's not something you can prove. Um, you get what I'm trying to say? Yeah, it's not something you can prove, like with a mathematical proof, like an actual no. proof. And it's not something that I could be like, hey, look at that over there. Exactly. I can't, I can't tell. Well, I can point you in the direction, but you you actually have to walk the path and find out yourself. Exactly. No, like no, one else is, no one else is going to, like, I can't do it through information, like through these words or through this little podcast. Like there's, there's, there's no which way that I can formulate my words in order for someone that has no clue what we're talking about to There's come to that right. truth. Exactly. No. Yeah. And that's what they keep saying over and over again. It's a, the truth, which is the universe, which is love, which is God is only experience. It's only experienceable. It says nothing in the entire universe can replace experience, period, 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 period. So like you have to experience the progress. So they say the truth is progress. The truth is imperfect, becoming perfect. You know, like, that's wild. Yeah, that's like, really wild. <laughs> All these crazy ideas just give me like they just give me optimism for what's what's happening. Like it just it, it gets rid of all nothing matters nihilism. Like it means like it means my life has a purpose. Like exactly you know, right. And yeah. also on top of that, my life becomes like a story. Like I realize that like oh shit, I'm in like a crazy Dude, story. Think it's about that, bro. Because I, I feel about- like people think. Sorry, I don't. We're gonna say no, go, no, go, go, go. I, I think we live in a society where people think, all right, all the books are written, that's it, it's over. We read the books. It's like, no, we're still we're writing the book still. Like we're still in the book. And I think that's a beautiful thing that a beautiful thing to come across. Like right right now, what we're doing, we're writing the book. Or, you know, we're writing the story of what it means to be a human being. It didn't end two thousand years ago. No. It, it just began then. Hey, straight <laughs> up. That's what I'm talking about. Hey, 100%. Dude, that's crazy, right? And that's, that's also like, if everything, if all this truth we've compiled, I've compiled is true or like somewhat, we get the gist of it. Then what we're experiencing right now is of like extreme importance has extreme ramifications for the entire universal reality. Like yeah. nothing, like think about that. No planet has ever existed like us. No planet has gone through what we're going through. No, it's, and you're right. We, we are at like the tip of the spear, the cutting edge of the universe experiencing new realities that have never existed before. Yeah. You know, literally writing the book Yeah, for the universe. Pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, that's wild. That was yeah, wild. So that's why we have to stay aligned. Like it's important to, <clears throat> to t- have our practices. Sorry, I got like something going on. <clears throat> and that's why it's important you, you to have our practices. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <clears throat> it's, it's important to stay aligned because once you realize that this this life is a journey, it's like there's no other way to walk, there's no other way to act. Like once you realize that we're writing this story, we're writing this this book, the book of life, the book of whatever you want to call it, 
Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a, you realize that all of our decisions are extremely, like you said, they're important. But it's also <laughs> like, I, it's not to take it so seriously, though. That's the thing. It's like, you don't, t- I went, because it's, it's like, where do you draw the line between like taking it way too seriously and then, right, like, also having fun? Because I think there's somewhere in the middle. Because it's like, mm-hmm. you don't want to become too much, uh, just like, you don't want to get become too much. Yeah, exactly. Like old and musty. Yeah, that's just part of the game. Up. It's being able yeah. to like also have fun with it, but realize that it's it's an important journey, and that's what I'm trying to figure out. Like I'm, I'm not saying I'm perfected on either way. It's just that you know I'm trying to I'm trying to ride the line somewhere, and I don't know. And that's yeah, and that's crazy to think about what you're talking about. Uh, uh, I'm thinking about my own words, but I forgot the word to use. Like co-creating the kingdom of heaven. What? What were we talking about? Yeah, like writing the book is everything. Writing the book, yeah. Writing the book. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, the second, yeah, the second coming of second, second coming, coming. All the same idea. Yeah, all the same idea. Yeah, and um, your answer book actually talks a lot about that. Pretty much, the gist that I'm getting is because we got the president of the universe, and they can't think of any higher angel to send us, so they're like, oh, we'll free, like tripping out. Um, but. The Yantra book illuminates Jesus' life and teachings, so it kind of gives us a fresh breath on it. Thank God. Oh, we needed it. <laughs> but it says that in order for the next angel to come, and the Yantra book actually states they hint that it will probably be Jesus Christ, but he won't come until we apply his teachings and build the kingdom. So once we like upstep our planet ourselves, they want to see us take responsibility for ourselves uh, mm-hmm. and then he'll come. So ain't no one coming unless <laughs> me and you, Gary and everybody else and all the light workers or whatever you want to call us, uh, the planetary transition core, you know, there's certain, we need to come, build, come together and preach the truth, help our fellow man. Cause like you said, dude, people are depressed, man. People are people are people are getting weird. They're getting real weird. When they when they disconnect with the universe, they get real weird, man. They start thinking weird thoughts. They, yeah, you know, addiction. They're in Satan's um, universe. They're in Lucifer's universe. Straight up, just all screwed up. So, like, can you imagine? Like, I always say this. Like, I, I'm, from my point of view, because you know, legacy legacy building in every state, legacy legacy building in every big city, all across international. Imagine or imagine like the government. You know, government buildings everywhere legacy, whatever, anywhere you can walk in, no matter where you are, sit you down, your mind, body, spirit, and we set a custom routine for you and how to hit your potential. And this is just basic life. Like, you don't, like, I think everybody should be able to wake up and just be able to walk into a building that's like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. that, and that's the kingdom of, that's the kingdom. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So we need to get together and figure this thing out. Yeah. The difficulty is, is there's so many varying viewpoints in perspectives and situations in life where one i don't to me it seems difficult to have a framework for one person that'll work for everybody to to get them to that point you know i think there's definitely you could you could definitely hint on certain truths and certain but like one thing one idea might not work for another person like you know there's just two ways so there's just i don't know how do you would you say you go about that like like, good question dude very good question so I'm just gonna speak frankly. The truth is, 
we are personalities, okay? When I say personality, I'm not talking about your mannerism, your charisma. <laughs> I mean your your vessel, your consciousness, your identity. And um, it's made up of three parts specifically, a mind, a body, and a spirit, okay? You're a mind, body, spirit. I'm a mind, body, spirit. But I'm Dr. Baker. You're Gary Haskins. I like lifting weights. You like running on the treadmill. I like eating. The, you know what I'm saying? We, yeah, you're right. We both have such different types. But, you know, you walk into the legacy building. You walk into a center. Sit you down. You're a mind, body, spirit. Um, what kind of books do you like to read? You know, what kind of languages do you want to learn? Do you, do you want to learn a language? Do you like doing, oh, you like doing puzzles? Oh, you like playing chess. Okay. So I we add that. that. So we add that. It's a custom routine. Mm-hmm. You like lifting weights? You like running? Oh, you like playing football? You like playing, okay. You know, we've been now to seven day, you know, full month routine based on your likes, but it's just going to train your mind, body, spirit. That's it. I so see. you hit your potential. You it's not like that? a church preaching certain principles. Oh, hell no. Mind, body, spirit development, and leadership consultation. Yeah, I see. It's simple. Yeah, that's simple. a very simple process. Mm-hmm. I understand. That is, yeah, that's essentially building, like you said, that's building the kingdom, allowing people to be the best versions of themselves. Right, and I'm not, trying, and I don't say the kingdom at all. I mean, I'm saying it here because it's like me and Gary talking. <laughs> but <laughs> you know, like if you come into a building, we're not gonna be preaching and nothing. Like it's just mm-hmm. you can't deny the fact that. Every, you should you should try to be the best you can be. Everybody should try to hit their potential. If you don't, that's fine. You're gonna die soon. You know, move it on. <laughs> um, like we're all, and we can all hit our potential faster, quicker, and more efficiently if we do it together, regardless of nation, creed, religion, culture. So, can you imagine if, like, when you walk out the door, like we said before, every like you know, you look in that person's eyes, and you know that person. It wants to help you become the best you can be. And in your head, you want to help them become the best person they can be. However, wait, whatever. You know, and if everybody had that mentality, that's what it is. So, yeah, I talk yeah, about the yeah. kingdom of heaven. I talk about the kingdom of heaven, but I don't use those terms because people get scared when you say that stuff. I yeah. say Jesus Christ, people get scared. You know, they think that they only know they think church, they think institutionalized religion. Mm-hmm. So I try my hardest, you know, not to, I mean, the legacy is mind, body, spirit development and leadership consultation because that's what it is, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're modernizing the kingdom of heaven. You know, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, for real. That's what it is. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, it's cool. And, and, uh, I love, I love talking about these conversations with like minded people who can understand these concepts, you know? That's really yeah. refreshing. That's really refreshing for me, dude. Totally, because I, I understand that it's all just labels and they're just concepts, but I understand what lies on the other side of the labels and concepts. So you can say the kingdom, you can say mind, body, and spirit, best version of yourself. You can say Atman, you can say hey. Brahman, but you could, a lot of different titles you can put on the same thing. I understand, but it's, but you in order to understand, you have to just internalize that. There's just something, it's like, if you know, you know, type of thing. Like, oh, you're in the club. Like, you know, we, we can talk about, we can talk about that all we want. But at the end of the day, as long as we both know, we both know, we understand no matter what label that we want to put on it. Exactly. And I guess if I could speak about like some, some things I think about is how can we, how can we, how, how can we actualize, how can we actually do this? How can we get these concepts 
to the average person, the layman who has no exposure to any type of religion, truth, revelation, nothing. They, they just have social media, ego, and material. Hmm. That that's our that's our uh, objective. That's our goal to yeah. to upstep our fellow man and like conversation. These conversations are great and all, but you know, it's mind, body, spirit. You got to act on it too. You can't just think about it. You know. I love how the answer puts it. God is a God is not an idea; it's an ideal. No. Oh, that's good. I like that. Right. I get to so read that. Yeah, yeah. You got to act on yeah. it. You can't just you can't just think about it. You can't just think your way to heaven. Too many people think yeah. that you, you got to act. So, I don't know. I, I see you doing your thing. Whenever you're talking, you're having a lot of conversation with people. Yeah, I don't know. I just feel like I'm an instrument. I'm not even. I'm just like. I feel like when I have these conversations, I'm just. I, it's like no, it's, I know it sounds weird, but it's like no effort. I'm just like, I'm just like a serving. This is my, this is my service. Hell yeah. Cause I, I just be, I just, uh, I don't know. I, I really don't, I can't even explain it. Like you said, it goes beyond thinking. I'm just acting accordingly. I'm kind of just like, I feel like this is the way for me to just be able to connect with people like you, because I understand, like I said, the concepts and the labels, I understand what lies beyond that. So I could be talked to a Buddhist. He could use certain concepts and labels. I could talk to somebody that's Jewish. I could talk to somebody that doesn't even believe in any of that stuff. Well, we, I could, I could come, I come to that uh, understanding of a lot of different viewpoints. Um, and yeah, I'm just having some fun with it too. You know, it's, it's cool being able to connect. I feel like my journey is being able to, connect like i feel like i'm connecting with uh people that i've known like just like a soul family type of thing like that i would yeah, never yeah. be able to meet like there's just like there's this is something like this is more than just me trying to get some clout on social media or just like trying to make comments <laughs> nah. it's, it's actually me like talking to people and connecting with people that i would never connect with in real life and reaching a deeper understanding of myself and hopefully other people do as well and anyone that wants to tunes in they can but more so, this is just like, this is my journey and I'm documenting it. It's pretty cool. And dude, that's dope. And I want to thank you for uh, allowing me to be on the conscious perspective, giving us a platform for the truth and the kingdom. Dude, that's dope. I'm glad we're coming together for this. Um, one thing I do want to talk about, dude. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, spirituality, dude. Um, spirituality. <laughs> so I'm saying mind, body, spirit all the time. You can think mind, body is pretty easy, but I think we might have touched on this last time. Spirituality. Me. Just like you said, I consider myself a vessel, bro. So you said that I was like, all right, I got like, mm, yeah, and there's a vehicle and something, something came to my mind. It's like, I, I guess I need to make this clear. Whatever the universe has put in me, just popped in my head. I need to clarify mm-hmm. spirituality, the term spirit. Um, this term has been used so generally and vaguely throughout past history. It kind of gets watered down, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so we talked about, you know, working out for like a customer routine at the legacy or learning different languages, reading different books, all that kind of stuff. But I didn't talk about the spirit aspect, the term I want to clarify. Um, I probably said this last time, but who cares? People, many people are watching. So physical reality, spirituality, mental reality. What is the most important? I teach that the what you cannot see is more important than what you can see. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Um, I probably said this last time too, but whatever. Mm-hmm. This hat I'm wearing on my head at one point didn't exist, you know? Yeah. It took a guy sitting there in a room about this hat, okay? At that moment in time, where was the hat? It was in his mind, okay? It was a concept. Mm -hmm. He took that concept. It wasn't. You couldn't see it. 
pulled it into physical reality by drawing on a piece of paper, to designing it, gave it to a company, and the company created it, put it in a store, I bought the hat. Okay. Mm. I'm wearing the manifestation of this thought form. Okay. Yeah. Humans are a bridge between the dimensions, the physical dimension and the energetic, spiritual dimension, mental yeah. dimension. Yeah. Okay. Everything man first thinks and then we create. So every single thing you see around you is a manifestation of thought forms. Man made reality, man, the man made world. A is manifestation. Not a yeah, it's a manifestation. It's a reflection of our thoughts. Yes. That's it. Okay. We project, we pull from the higher and project out. So we're just living in a thought form, three dimensional hologram reality. No, the divine, the divine uh, simulation. <laughs> um, so, what you cannot see is more important than what you can see. The spiritual reality is more, and the mental reality is more important than the physical reality. Okay, they're all locked in together. The Trinity is one. Okay, so I can't really say one's more important than the other. But the way we currently think in today's society, we need more focus on the spiritual aspect. So yeah, people need to start focusing on the spirit. I want to define and clarify spirit like this. Just like I can hold this hat, it's a real. Spiritual realities are real. And I'm not talking to hocus pocus, some weird stuff. Like, Ooh, I'm going to do no seance. And I'm not. Okay. Uh, I'm talking about realities. These spiritual realities are exist in different phases. And you can interact with them just like I'm grabbing this hat when I touch it. The name of the different spirit dimensions are... <gasps> You've heard them before. Courage, love, discipline, integrity, brotherhood. Truth is the highest reality, the highest energetic dimension. Okay. You can actually go out and you can open your door, go out into reality and find them. Mm. Every time you experience a situation, try to seek more discipline, integrity, love. You know, I'll give you an example. Say you're at running and you want to give up. You know, you can stop right there. Say, I'm going to tap into the spirit of discipline. Keep going for a little bit, you know. Do an extra push-up. Somebody, your boss says, clean up that warehouse. And you half-ass it and throw everything behind like a trash can, try to run away. You stop and say, I'm going to interact with the spirit of integrity, discipline. Go back and actually get it done, you know. Now, if you actually consciously look for these spiritual realities, like men look for money in situations, you increase... You, the, the spiritual realities are just like material. When you go get money, you can go get more spirit and put it in yourself by seeking. How can I? How can I um, attune to the spirit of discipline in the situation more? How can I be more honest? How can I be more truthful? How can I be more loving? How can I bring love to the situation when I interact with this person? You know, mm. and that's that's what I want to clarify about spiritual realities. It's not this abstract concept I teach as a legacy. It's something that I can put in your schedule and you can go find. Mm. you know certain attributes that we cultivate yes cultivate and imagine if everybody cultivated that energetic that spirit that's the and, way like that's, that's being aligned right right straight up mm. that's the truth so is truth like the foundation all those like courage love and yeah you know? truth is the highest it, it just is <laughs> it's existential do you think you can describe what truth means to you yeah, I know, I know it goes beyond words, but if you can... Yeah. You, you said it perfectly. It's foundational. Um, mm. it's, the, it's, I would say, the energetic spectrum that the universe came from. Big Bang. I don't know what you want to call it. <laughs> and 
<clears throat> okay, so the language is funny. <laughs> I am, you know, you are, right? Every time I say you, you think me, you know? Yeah. Me is another you. You and me are the same, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I am just like you are, okay? Have you ever heard of God referred to as the great, the grand I am? Okay. In the Bible, it's referred to as I am. When Moses went up to the bush, the burning bush, he's like, what do I tell him? He says, I am that I am. I am, therefore I am. Uh, okay. I am is probably the biggest statement you can make existentially. Mm-hmm. You're proclaiming that you are. You do this. I don't know where. I, I am. <laughs> uh, I am. Um, but we're the lowercase I am, or the second I am. The first I am is the source, the father. He is. The only reason I am is because he is. The only reason I am is because it is. The only reason I exist is because it exists. Like he comes first yeah. and then... then the it came first. Mm-hmm. Yes, okay. So let's go back to the very beginning of things before the material universe even was created and it was only God, right? He's just sitting there. He's I am. He's existential. He just is. It just is. We can't question the source. It's It's been existing for, forever. We can't... It, we can't question it. It just is. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the universe exists. Mm-hmm. Um, but we know we came from it. I guess the entire name of the well, okay, so he's by himself. He says, I am. But he wanted to experience himself from an objective point of view, if that makes sense. Okay. So the only way to experience himself, the I am, the big I am, is to separate himself. So he throws a little bit of his consciousness outwards and creates a second I am, the lowercase I am, okay? What, why do you think I am separate than you? Because we have phys- different physical bodies, right? Mm-hmm. Our I am's are separated, right? Yeah. So in the beginning when God boom, wanted to experience himself subjectively, objectively from a different point of view, look back at himself, that's when the, uni- that's when the material universe was created, our bodies, to separate, to keep the I am separate. It's an illusion. They're both the same. And the entire name of the game is for the lowercase I am to come back and find the central I am mm. for the children to find the father. Does that make sense? Yes. And but it's you said, stay, is it, it's, but it's through love. That's, that's what love is. Yeah, exactly. Well, that, exactly. That's the only reason why we got a chance in the first place because he loved us. No. And it's so, not like necessarily we're morphing back into the one. It's that we become one through the many. And the, the cool thing about it is, for some weird reason, we get to retain identity and consciousness. Mm. So our personality, it's like he generated a new type of thing, a.k.a. us, through his separation, pulls us back, and then we're going to do another wave. It's just going to keep going out like layers of creation. But I guess that's how I can describe truth. So mm. truth is that first I am, the, exit, the, the source of everything, right? So if there is a source of everything, that means there's a correct way to perceive reality, okay? Mm. And there's a false way to perceive reality. Mm-hmm. So what truth means to me is if he was, if he was, ama- if he was so nice enough to give us life through creation, creating the universe and giving us a chance, If he progressed from just himself to now us and himself, then the truth is progress. You know, that's just simply what it is. Like 
uh, it's a evolution. It's evolution, that, and that's the truth to me. It's foundational, like, and that's what the whole basis, the legacy, is becoming the best version of yourself, and through becoming the best yeah. version of yourself, the universe is becoming the best version of itself. And, there you and, go. And we're consciously evolving. Yes. Wow, exactly. man, that's great. It right. all makes sense. Right, and that's that's this is my meaning of life. That's my truth. <laughs> no, it's not. No, I think it's the truth. The truth is existential. It exists whether or not I exist. But yeah, isn't that crazy? Mm. And like we get to experience it. That's beautiful. Like we still got another fifty six years on this planet. Like mm. it's awesome, can, man. Yeah, dude. Through the conscious perspective, we'll make it happen. <laughs> exactly, and this is just the beginning. This is just the beginning. That's the yeah, beautiful dude. part. And no, man. The first step is becoming aware of the truth, and then the second step is living according to the truth. And I don't know if there's a third step. I think you just—it's just a continuous process. I think it's, I think it's just the journey. You just live according to it. Yeah, dude. Let's let's get to the point where <laughs> let's get to the point where we got something established first. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But on our planet. But yeah, dude. I mean, I can even go further than that. The the angels of the who gives the book state that. God is currently, the Father is currently not finished with creation, and that there's going to be another level of creation once all the humans in the universe have hit perfection. But you, I don't so, think we can even fathom that, right? Like, no, we can't. That's what I'm saying. I can go far, but like, you're right. First, let's get this established down here. <laughs> but yeah, we, we like we literally are on the cutting edge of reality. You know, as we perfect ourselves. We will get ourselves ready for our you know, future universal age where we're going to be charging and like, you know, mm. the recon scout team <laughs> is where they are. It's going to be dope, dude. I can't wait. But yeah. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, yeah, we started down here. That's dope. Been talking for an hour to how long do you usually have to talk? However long we want. I mean, why you get, you want to wrap this thing up? No, nah, dude, I got one more. I got, I got some crazy, more, more crazy stuff to say. Please, man, where, you, <laughs> where you want to take this thing? This is a great convo. I'm, I'm really enjoying this because it makes a lot of sense. The way you explain things is, it's like we're talking about some profound topics, but we put it very simply. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Dude, least, in my eye, in my ears, at least, people listening are probably like, "What are these guys <laughs> talking?" These about? dudes are crazy. <laughs> <laughs> makes sense to me. Yeah, right. No, nah, exactly. I, dude, I only report. I report to him. I don't report to no man. You know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> when I die, I'm waking up, freaking Jesus, the Father. You're gonna be like, "What'd you do for me?" You think I'm doing it? No, like, you just gotta speak the truth, man, authoritatively. That's what we do. Yeah. How did you come to the to the truth? Like, how did you? I'm always interested in learning people's journeys. I might have asked you this before, but like, how? What is your process to? Like, where did this all come from, you think? Because not everybody's on this wavelength. So it's just like, how did you get on this wavelength? Nah, bro. You can't let it. say it. Let's go deeper. <laughs> uh, okay, so according to my studies, ah, uh, damn, dude. All right, fuck it. Okay. Pardon my French. Um, Supposedly, Am I even gonna say this, dude? All right, I'm gonna say it. <laughs> Supposedly, there is a, a group of about 1,500 people, 1,000 to 1,500 people on our planet. Yeah. Who 
are unconsciously, subconsciously being trained. And they're going to usher in celestial government, angel, angelic government. Okay. Okay. Um, they have been getting subconsciously, unconsciously trained by this type of angel called the seraphim. Oh, I've heard of that. Okay. Yeah. They're, they're real. Um, they float about 12 feet above your head. They refer to you as your guardian angels. <laughs> yeah. Um, so there's about 1,500 people. The Urantia book calls it the, the Planetary Reserve Corps. Um, just in case the light of truth is about to get extinguished, these people get activated. Um, I want to leave that there so I don't sound like I'm talking about myself. Okay. But you asked me about myself, and it's funny. So... I grew up, my, my father was a Marine Corps officer. My African-American, my mom's from Mexico. She's Mexican, but she moved to America when she was young. And she's American, <laughs> yeah, speaks like a white girl. Perfect English, perfect Spanish, it's crazy. Um, I speak Spanish too. I was born, but when I was really little, because my father was in the military, we started moving a lot. I've lived in a lot of different states. I've moved, I've lived pretty much from the east to the west and everywhere in between. Um, when I was young, for some, like they brought me to church and all that good stuff. For some reason, I rebelled against that. I rebelled against church because it was so boring and I hated it. <laughs> and I was like, there is no God. So for some reason, I uh, started studying Buddhism. And I read all the Sanskrit texts, you know, start to take in all this meditation. Um, pretty much at the age of about like 11 or 12 was when I started reading hardcore into Buddhism and rejecting Christianity. But remember, I was baptized and confirmed as Catholic because I had to go to church with my parents maybe. So I'm studying these two things. And then um, I consider myself a Buddhist. I memorized my chakras and meditating doing all this esoteric hippie crap at the same time I was playing sports and uh, I had a, I had a, I had a pretty cool group of friends, but I think I was speaking very, uh, you know, esoterically and woo like for him because I was off the deep end of this meditation stuff. Um, but I don't, know, I don't want to say anything. I was, uh, yeah, I hang out with the popular kids. I guess you could say that. Mm -hmm. um, for some weird reason, like freshman year of high school, got some friends, and I think some somebody had like their dad had gotten all these hand-me-down books from a bookstore, and he had a box of them. And for some weird, like we're they were my close friends. So they knew I was talking about all this spiritual hippie hippie crap. You know, like meditation. Uh, 14 years old freshman year. We go into his basement. He has a box of all these used esoteric books, secondhand books. And, you know, we all reach our hands and I grab a book. And they grab, I don't know, one of them grabs something about like St. Francis of Assisi. You know, another person grabs something. Think about Kabbalah. Mm -hmm. Kabbalah. Mm -hmm. And I grabbed the Urantia book. I remember I reached my hand in and I pulled it out. I was like, 
turn them back over. I was like, what the? And I remember being like, yo, look at this. Look at look at this information. And my friend was like, yeah, whatever. We found our books. We want to read these. And I was like, no, look at this. And they already thought I was crazy off the deep end. So they're not listening to me. I started reading and processing only on my own, you know. And I was like, I, re- I recognized them immediately. Like, oh, whoa. This, this is, what, is, what the hell is this? So I just start reading to myself, you know. I have no one else to around me to read it. So it becomes the, as I'm reading that, I'm, it's talking about the Bible. It's talking about all these other different religious texts. So I start reading those at the same time, and it's all matching up, lining up perfectly. I'm like, no, there's no way. It's too good to be true. So I'm testing it out, and it's, made, it's making perfect sense. I'm like, oh, God. Hmm. After that, a couple other texts that shall not be named, <laughs> named apocryphal, apocryphal texts. I'll talk to you about it later, like off, <laughs> off air. Okay. Uh, um get put in front of me also in a very similar fashion. And I start realizing, like, I start looking back at my life as I'm getting older, as after I read the part in the Arantia book where it talks about the planetary reserve core of certain types of humans who are getting trained subconsciously, unconsciously through life experiences. And I'm like, whoa, I'm going to crash. I got to crash course through all the religions, revelation thrown on my lap, born to parents who were one was very logical, one was very emotional, like very good balance. You know what I'm saying? My mom's a social worker, my dad's a Marine Corps officer, you know. Mm-hmm. Like do the math. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um and I'd be lying to you if I say that for some reason thoughts pop into my head that are very that are very uh strong. And all I have to do is say, All right, I'm on my feet, you know. So that's my background. That's why I'm doing what I'm doing. <laughs> if that makes any sense to you. So you found some books and they aligned with your personal beliefs and revelations that you already had. And from that, um, I don't know, you became you. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And that's how I got my personal viewpoint, just pretty much compiling information from a bunch of different books. Yeah, you seem very learned, man. You seem to have read a vast majority of books from what I know about you. Yeah, and it's weird how it happens. <laughs> yeah, throw it in front of you. Do you practice meditation? Oh, you- yeah, man. Dude, I got experience. Oh, you want it? Let's talk about that, dude. Okay. <laughs> so, you feel familiar with the Merkaba? Yeah, I've never really I dove into it, but I, you know, heard some things. I'm like I I'm a I'm a general knowledge guy. You know, I I'm not, I don't dive deep into things which is like I read and I'm like, "Oh, okay, that's cool." <laughs> so there's a thing called Merkaba meditation. Um, mm-hmm. It's like the star, the three-dimensional star David superimposed over the body. Okay. If you superimpose the star David over the human body, it creates that field that you're supposed to be generating. Mm-hmm. Um, when I, right before I found, like a couple months before I found the Yerantra book, I was reading into the deep Buddhist meditation, like I told you. Consider myself a Buddhist at the time. Um, So I start, it was the very first time I start taking those heavy breaths, you know, those, you know, full breaths because humanity has been breathing shallow for some reason and it, we haven't been taking in the correct amount of air and electromagnetic energy because every time you breathe air in, those are, uh, those are 
the particles that create friction when they go down your lungs into your lungs and it generates you know static electricity like when you rub your socks on the ground you know so the more the deeper breath you take and the more energy you take and people call it chi people call it prana call it what you want electromagnetic energy your lungs are like a like an engine you know so that was the first time i was like 12 13 i turned on that engine through breath through simple breathing so young it's not i know it's weird right um I can feel it now. Oh my god! Um, so I'm li- I have my eyes closed. I'm taking the breath and I'm projecting my chakras. You know, I'm seeing them, I'm feeling them. I feel I feel it right now. And I start getting this tingling sensation. Like right, I mean, I get it right now. Anybody can do it. Some people call it yeah. science calls it what hyperventilation. Um, I'm taking those deep breaths. I can feel it right now. That's crazy. Oh my god! So right here, yeah, right here, right, yeah, exactly, right here, down, dude. My my hair is about to stand up. Mm -hmm. Um, right here, and then like the feeling in the extremities, you know, like the like tingling sensation. Mm. It almost feels like pins and needles, but not like the bad pins and needles. It's just like it almost feels like you're well, you're turning on your spiritual circulatory system. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah, The, the energy. And I remember I'm breathing. I'm breathing. If all of a sudden I, it feels like if I could say needles coming out of every one of my fingers, mm. like like a needle of light almost, and I feel it in all ten, in all ten fingers, right? And I'm like, whoa, what's that feeling? I'm freaking out. Whoa, what? I've never felt this before. I go relax. Something tells me relax, like chill out, keep breathing. I go okay. If I'm feeling this, I'm gonna push it. I wanna see what it's going. Keep breathing, you know. Getting that energy, getting that 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 spiritual engine pumping, putting the gas in. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, full breath, full breath, and then all of a sudden, like the 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 needles, they turn to like quarter size rolls. They feel like they expand, like quarter quarter rolls, like coming out of the tip of my fingers. I feel it right now, you know, and it feels like heavy. And then I'm like, whoa, okay, like. It starts vibrating, and then all of a sudden, I'm like, feels like I'm holding energy balls. No homo, but you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I'm holding like, like not for real, like holding like, like it feels like that. You know what I'm saying? And then you feel it like go in, hit your elbows, go into your shoulders, into your chest, and then up and down your spine. And then if like, you know what? Have you seen those pictures of a magnet with like uh, iron particles around it? Uh, like if you put iron particles around a magnet, it shows you the magnetic field. Mm-hmm. You know what the magnetic yeah, field looks like. What is what's it called? So just put like magnetic field with magnetic iron. Field iron. Let's see. Oh yeah, wait. What is that shape? That's the shape. That's the shape I'm talking about. That I felt. That we can. I feel now. That you know. You're like come, come Your spine is that I'm center part. Just so everyone else can see. Oh hell yeah, dude. Hell yeah. Perfect. Wow. There you go. Boom. You know what I'm saying? So the positive and negative, the blue and the red, would be like your base of your spine and the crown. That makes sense? Ah, oh, so that's... Like that, exactly. Boom. That's what it's doing. Perfect. Perfect that's picture. Like representative right of the body. Uh, exactly. Our energetic body. Yeah, that's what I do. That's exactly what I feel. It's crazy. It's like going out through our feet, coming in through the head. This is, is like a, a, like, you know, in and out, like a cycle. Exactly, yeah. Recycling of energy. A cycle of energy in three dimensions. North that's the root chakra down here, and that's the crown. And it's just like exactly. the system. Wow. 
And that field would be the Merkaba field, I would say. Wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah, and that that was my experience with meditation. And that's when I was like, what, like, okay, there's more. There's more to reality. There's more, like, there's something within me that I got to unlock. And then you beep, your Android book popped up on my doorstep. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I meditate. Um, I try to meditate three times a day. Oh, wow. For real, I only meditate probably, I do it once a day, 20 minutes, every morning, period. But I'll try to get too late after that. But, you know, depending on what I'm doing, I only recommend, well, you only need to do it for 20 minutes once a day. I'm not trying to push and I'm trying to overwhelm people. But me personally, I think you should do it um, morning, evening, night. Mm. At night, so everything's magnetic, right? Um, the sun is a huge electromagnet and we revolve around it. When it turns night, the sun's a star. Every star gives off a different electromagnetic frequency, okay? If you were to pull a planet out of the solar system, everything would go out of whack. Same thing with stars. Stars are locked into each other gravitationally across long distances, okay? These stars give off different electromagnetic frequencies. Our star gives off a specific frequency in physical light, what you see as matter. Um, matter just gravitationally trap light in a certain spectrum. Um, so when we go into night phase and you meditate at night, you're on the dark side of the planet. So the planet is shielding you from the electromagnetic radiation from the sun. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's why night feels different. And now, yeah. because the star is not in your way, you get access to different frequencies of the stars. Oh, so that's why it's important to do meditate at different times of the day. That's what I'm trying to say. You, to say? you get you hit different frequencies. Wow, that's cool. Yeah, right. But you need the balance. Like you can't just do just night or just day. Like you think you you have to like attune yourself to a certain balance in your energetic field. Me personally, I like doing things in threes because of Trinity. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Everybody's spirit, um, but. I I forget a couple places I've read it says that actually the night meditation would be the most important because mm-hmm. like three, four o'clock in the morning is like the best time to do it from like okay. uh, like you know Buddhist monks or something like you know I don't know that from the east part. so that that'd be like halfway in between getting some of our local starlight plus the high oh that's dope yeah i mean i don't know how if that's that's just yeah, somebody else's idea i have no clue theories i don't wake up at three four in the morning and meditate personally <laughs> nah no nah, bro i, I wake have up. though like i've been my body's been up sometimes sometimes during the night for no reason and and uh, and there is this weird yo, energy yo that can time. we keep talking can we keep talking i'm about to i'm about to leak out my <laughs> my thing i need a bathroom for quick oh, oh yeah do you think of course we'll take a quick intermission Please, yeah. <laughs> wow. This is uh this is some profound topics we're covering in, in this one. I don't even know I don't know, Dedrick is a very unique individual, that's for sure. I'm glad I know the guy. He's he just uh I don't know, he has some very his energy is just infectious. And the things he, the ideas are just so, he just has a simple way of explaining very, very, very far out ideas. And, you know, it makes sense. If you don't want to believe in it, that's okay. I understand if if that's something that you don't really vibe with, but I think, I think there's a lot of truth to what the guy says. (laughs) There's, uh, 
This, this is, I don't know. He's a unique dude. I don't even know how to digest the things we've been talking about, man. It's just like. It's like really diving deep. Like this is some real stuff, you know. The essence of why, what it means to be a human being. And, you know, what it means to where we came from. The story of humanity's collective uh, seems to be conscious evolution. Like what's really going on? I mean, I don't know if that's really what's going on. Nobody knows what's really going on. It's just cool, entertaining ideas, but they resonate. Like, these ideas resonate in my being for some reason. Like there's something there. And these, these are ideas that we're talking about that are in the Uranship book that I really don't know much about that are synonymous, it seems to be, with other belief systems. Like, I, my, I think my goal is to really find the truth hidden behind all the different kinds of concepts and dedrick has a very uh i'm just going off on a rant here man i'm just talking no it's cool man and i was yeah. saying you have a very uh you have a way of kind of connecting these ideas into like a very digestible format like these ideas that i was saying how uh you know the the, the there's something the, the truth goes by many names, yeah. but, but the truth is always the truth. And you have a good way of explaining it in a real fashion, in a 21st century fashion of, of explaining these ideas that have been with us for thousands of years and put on very different labels thousands of years. And you just have a, a realistic way of explaining uh, these very, very profound topics. You know, we're diving deep. I was talking about how much we're like, we're, we're diving pretty deep. <laughs> I know. Right, dude. Solving the mysteries of the universe. <laughs> yeah. We're trying to at least. Like, <laughs> yeah. No, thank you. I appreciate that, dude. Like I said, I appreciate being able to link up with you. Being on the conscious perspective, dude. That's, that's dope. Definitely, man. I don't remember yeah. what we were talking about, though. Do you remember? I think we were just talking about meditation. Talking about what my oh. first, my first experience of feeling the tingles <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's weird you can feel energy throughout your body when you do certain meditations i was doing some wim hof breathing before which is just two more meditation really okay so one yeah, of my I did, boys I did that and i just you just feel like there's something to it it's not just like hyperventilation it's like well it is but like there's more behind That's it. the term yeah it's stupid dude <laughs> and people think of it as a bad thing no dude you're turning that on yeah that's what it's it is you're activating something like there's some mm -hmm. kind of through that process you're activating, you know whether it's the antenna of your mind. Like there's some kind of like you're turning on that like that the image that I showed. Like you're opening up yourself to that energy to come in and go out through the breath yes. through these breathing exercises and Wim Hof breathing, Tumo meditation, pranayama. It's there's there's something to it. If you control the breath, you control your being. It's it's yeah. it starts with the breath. Like when I I'm, I'm a yoga teacher, I teach yoga. That's what I say. I'm like it all starts with the breath. Everything is with the yeah. breath. If you control your breath, you control your reality. And that sounds to anybody that doesn't have no clue, they're like, what are you talking about? Uh -huh. We're just so, we're so unconscious. We're always breathing. And we're unconscious of that life force that lies inside of all of us. And no, we have no clue. Saying that, dude, you're making me breathe a lot better just by saying that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have no clue how, how intertwined our experiences to our breath it's really simple it seems to be it's the simplest hardest thing to do to become aware of our breath and to control it but we're always breathing if you're not breathing then you're dead but 
if we can connect to that thing that we're always doing unconsciously, which is weird, we're always breathing. But if we oh. can get gain more connection through that, you gain more connection to the source, you gain more connection to yourself, and thus you act accordingly. It's really simple. It's so, but it's, it's hard, it seems to be. It's simple, yet it's, it's difficult to stay on aligned with the breath. Yeah. It's a process. That's why meditation is important because not only is doing it in the morning, evening, night, whatever time you do it, like it's important to do. It's like an exercise. Like I see it as something that yeah. you're working your mental muscles. So when you're not meditating, you can stay with the breath. And that's why it's important to be consistent with it. Just like working out. You know, exactly. if you want to keep your biceps, you do the curls. If you want to keep your mind, you do the meditation. Yep. It's cool. And like you can keep breathing whenever, you know? <laughs> it's not yeah. that hard. You gotta breathe. Like, it's even easier. That's crazy though. It's wild. Yeah. Like when you come in to the plant, when you come into this dimension as a baby, you come in with the breath. And when you leave, yeah. you leave the exhale. You know what I'm that's saying? Interesting. Wow. That's your connection to that source. And think about it this way, like, you know, we have kids. We have sex with each other and a kid comes out. And that <laughs> that that like that's how we evolve. That's how we procreate. And a breath is like a vibration, a consistent vibration in the universe. And through breathing, we connect to that same frequency that Adam and Eve are connected to, that the angels are connected to, just through breathing. You know what I'm saying? It's like a, it's like that pulsation you ride. It's weird. It's pretty yeah. dope. <laughs> right? It all starts. Right. It all started with a little. Like that's the okay. unconscious, like that's just the process that we're involved in. Like we think we're like these important beings, but that if you want to connect to the process, which the, the, the entire universe, the divine plan, whatever you want to call it, you just, you find it in yourself with the breath. Like that is the process. It's the, the, the changing from oxygen and the carbon dioxide, you know, the, the whole <laughs> process of, of the happening that you don't control. Like that's you connecting to the source. Yep. Because you can't control it, like we, we, no matter what, you have to breathe. And, and yeah. but when you control your breathing, like you can control your breathing. Like you can't control that you have to breathe, but you can control your breathing. And from there, yeah. there's so much power, man. There really oh, is. For real. It seems unbelievable, but there really is. It's it's wild. It makes me a. Uh, I mean, I mean, I got crazy thoughts. Oh God, here we go. Um. <laughs> Pulsations, vibrations, rhythms, biorhythms, unrelated to the chakras, I guess. Um, so, from my understanding, it was a. Come on, Gary. What, what's up? What are you doing? Sorry, um, sorry, everybody. Interrupting uh, the flow. Hey, dude. Hey, he's, he's, a, he's a very important man. Popular <laughs> guy. I turned it off. It's okay. He's a VIP. <laughs> no, but like, okay, so. Tell me if tell me if I'm making any sense. I probably I might have said this before, but single cell organism needs energy. Okay, energy can be described through as heat. Right, plants take in sunlight and convert it into sugar, food. Right, we eat the plants. Right, we evolve from a single cell organism. Now imagine that single cell floating in the ocean. Okay. Where is this getting its energy from? The sun. The sun's bombarding it with light every day, right? But not just the sun. The stars, too. Like, 
When you look up and see Orion's belt, that means that star is traveling all the way across the universe and literally hitting you in your eye. You wouldn't be able to see it unless it was contacting you. It is touching. You're in contact with all the stars at all times. Whether you're looking at them or not, it's still hitting you. Okay? So let's go back to that single cell organism. It's not only getting programmed by our local stars, it's getting programmed by all the other stars too that it's getting bombarded by. And that single cell organism evolves over time. Okay? Mm -hmm. Every single star light is a different energy vibration pattern. Get that? So, like, w w when the single soul evolves up to us, man, the heartbeat, the breath, you know that pulse when you feel at night when you're falling asleep, like in between your, like, like your temple pulse, you know what I'm saying? These are all different frequencies that have been programmed into your DNA via different starlight, different frequencies. Oh, okay. And I guess the breath is the one that activates all of them. Hmm. It's like, the, it's like the, the source of all of those energies. It was the beginning. Right, exactly. In the beginning, there was the word. Hey, oh, hey. <laughs> word comes from the, you can't, you can't talk, you ain't breathing. Yeah. Yeah, man. That's not that ohm. Yeah, ohm. That's the original, like, that's the sound of the universe. Right. Wow. That's pretty dope. Wow. So what else do you do other than meditation? Meditation, breath work. I uh, I think that the personality is a system, okay? The mind, body, spirit. In order for you to perceive the universe correctly, all has to, the the entire vehicle has to be at tip top shape. So every time you think a thought, it's an electromagnetic impulse in your brain, right? Um. Actually, the thoughts in your head are gravitationally trapped to starlight. Okay. Yeah. Um, every time you think a thought, when that thought fires off, the electromagnetic impulse, that energy initially came from a star. So, like, you're using starlight to process. Um, but these, I want to let people know, use your, I want to use your platform to let people know that, yeah, it's nice to meditate. Yeah, it's nice to think about all these critical concepts we're talking about. But you cannot you, you cannot process electromagnetic impulses in your mind unless you have the necessary nutrition, the necessary electrolytes, unless you're hydrated enough. Unless, you know, you're in physical, you're like the best way to process the spiritual thoughts, the, the correct thoughts is by being at tip-top shape physically too. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So, nutrition is really important, guys. You know, stay hydrated. The reason why a lot of people feel really bad is because they don't drink enough water, you know? And in order for water to be processed correctly in your mind, you need salts, electrolytes, magnesium, potassium. You need that use. So, if you can, and if you really want to get, because yes, what else do you do? I meditate, yeah, but at the same time, like, you also got to eat correctly, you know, at least try to make yourself sweat at least once or twice a week, you know, mm. that kind of stuff. If that makes any sense. <laughs> eat well, yeah. make, stay, stay hydrated, a lot of electrolytes, exercise, breathe, meditate, read a book, learn a language. Like you said, this is planet Earth is like a training sphere. And I look at, active, I look at activities and hobbies as like different classes to perfect the self to become a better self. So get more hobbies, get more activities. You're not meant to just be an animal that has a crappy, depressing life and 
runs into a bunch of obstacles and doesn't know and is, and is anxious all the time. You were actually meant to hit your potential. You are the only thing that's holding yourself back. And why would you hold yourself back? So come on. Come on, guys. Um, hit up me and Gary. We'll help you out. <laughs> <laughs> yes, definitely. Yeah, it's the whole taking care of your mind, body, spirit. Taking care of the processes. Now, the underlying processes of being a human being. Yeah. Exactly. And your yoga instructor, that's dope. Yeah, it's fun. I like it. I, I just, yoga is a love of mine. So I figured I'd share that with the world. You know, it's a, it's a, it's an amazing thing to be able to share that with people, to be able to like teach somebody that a, a practice that makes people happier to aligns them with a certain, you know, a certain kind of presence and frequency that gives people peace. It's awesome. And that's cool. And yeah, and people need to realize like meditation and breath work isn't this like hippy dippy vague aspect. It's like we're talking about real universal frequencies. But if you're not doing it, why should be doing it? <laughs> Hit them up again for yoga. But seriously, <laughs> like you like what you're doing is huge. Like imagine how much anxiety, how much depression, how much people that would not be on medication they don't need if yeah. they just we're breathing and doing yoga daily. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Make impacts, big changes, man. That's dope. We have all the tools in our arsenal. We were born with the tools to be able to cultivate the kingdom that we talked about. There's exactly. nothing, oh, yeah. like there's nothing that's stopping anybody from listening that that's listening from doing it. Like there's nothing stopping exactly. but yourself. It's funny. We're our own worst enemy in this life. Uh -huh. so yeah. You might, you, yeah. You can be your worst enemy or your best friend. What do you want to do? <laughs> it's all up to us that's the great thing about this this incarnation is that it's free will is a thing we have the choice to align ourselves with a certain truth and abide in that truth which is which feels amazing if you want to put it simply it's just it brings me to a certain sense of peace to be able to yeah. be on the journey like putting it simply like if you know it makes me happy <laughs> oh my god dude. i'm ecstatic <laughs> on the inside that there is a reason yeah <laughs> Or you can just get lost in the sauce of the world and <laughs> just go through the motions and ignore all of these things and just satisfy pleasure, satisfy the five senses. You're yeah. not going to get anywhere. That's just a hamster wheel. So yeah, it, dude, it's you all disconnect up to us. Yourself, you disconnect yourself from source, you're going to experience distortions upon distortions upon depression upon obstacle. But once you connect, I don't think you disconnect. <laughs> <laughs> like you can can like you you might have times where you find this connection, which is understandable. Mm -hmm. But like it's always there. Once you connect the cord, you always know like where the power source is. And that's a good way to put it. That's no, there's no like going back. For me, at least, I'm just I'm speaking from personal experience. No, I say that in every podcast, pretty much. Like once you open the door, my saying is once you open the door, you always know what's on the other side, even if you close it. Dang um, yeah. You can't unthink a thought. <laughs> you can't unthink a thought, bro. <laughs> yeah. It's a beautiful thing, man. Uh, but um, yeah, I, I thank you for coming on here and talking to me. Yeah, dude. It's, thank you for having cool. me, bro. This is awesome. I'm glad we could flesh out these concepts even more. Yeah. We we touched some, some pretty far out topics. I definitely want to read the Urantia book. Uh, send me some, you know, send, feel free to send me anything. 
Oh yeah, dude, we're gonna be chatting. We're gonna be chatting. We'll be talking, dude. I got some stuff for you. We're gonna have some yeah. fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Until man. next time, for real, because I do things in threes. So shit, we gotta do one more. Hundred percent. Take some time to digest and you know, yeah, experience exactly. this life a little bit. Go through the motions, and then come good. to the table with some fresh experiences. Yeah. Eight. And refresh ourselves and refresh the world with some, uh, some. I don't know. I don't even know what we talk about. There's no label for it. We just kind of just dive into our pick each other's brain on things. It's pretty yeah, cool. dude. Just yeah. Just, just, these concepts are all false. I don't believe in any of this stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just playing. No, this is dope. Thanks, Gary, dude. I really appreciate it. Conscious perspective. My boy Gary Haskins, Dedrick Baker, creator, founder of the Legacy Legacy FHP. Subscribe to my YouTube channel, Legacy FHP. Um, my boy Gary Haskins. Till death, till next time, I love you guys. <laughs> till death and afterwards as well. <laughs> <laughs> and the afterlife. Yeah. Let's go. Oh, uh, yeah, Patrick. dude. I'm going to text you, yeah? Sounds good, man. Hey, have All a right, good night. Sweet. Yeah, you too. And uh, send me that thumbnail. Woo. The thumbnail? Yeah, for the video whenever you get oh, a chance. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Got you, man. All right. All right, All right bro. Peace out.